You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Gobbler Country's Talking Turkey. I'm here with my regular co-host, Brian Manning. How you doing, Brian? I'm good, John. How about yourself? I'm forgetting my name. I'm forgetting where I am anymore. This week's been busy at work. People trying to squeeze stuff in, get big projects done before everybody runs away for the holidays. You know how it goes. So it's our Wednesday evening podcast recording, and this Wednesday evening, we are previewing the Commonwealth Cup game. And it's going to be an interesting game because you have two sets of momentum going on. You have an obviously more talented football team not doing well. That's tech. And a less talented football team that's kind of on the upswing right now, which is the Hoos. Those tides are going to meet on Saturday in an empty lane stadium. And I don't know if that helps or hurts. But it seems like that one thing the players seem to be doing this week is understanding that this is a real pride game. What do you think? Yeah, I think the players really want this one. And it's good to see it. There there have been a lot of rumors of guys opting out in the last couple of weeks. And honestly, we haven't seen, outside of Quincy Patterson, who was already injured, we haven't really seen that. So it's good the guys are sticking around and want to finish strong, whether forget the coaching situation for a minute, do it for for your teammates, do it for each other, do it for the fans. I mean – when you come here, this game's always circled, and it's an important game to get that Commonwealth Cup back down to Blacksburg. And UVA is definitely on a high right now, winning four straight games. They had a game canceled in there that was over Florida State, so they definitely would have won that one too. They're coming in five and four. Here we are, losers of four straight, and people always want to use the common phrase of they're the hot team's going to win, but that doesn't matter in this game. They're just coming in on winning. It's all thrown out the door, so – I actually feel pretty good about the Hokies this weekend. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're looking at strengths and weaknesses. You're looking at motivation right now. This team seems to know it could have been better. It really does. It looks like what you see from the interviews online and everything else, you see a bunch of focused young men who realize that maybe they could have been better. And the only way they're going to redeem themselves is this weekend. And not for who's calling signals or pointing at people on the sideline or wearing headphones and microphones and talking back and forth. This is for them. This is for those seniors. We got a really large senior class coming off the field because it is senior night. It's kind of ironic. It's the last game of the year, last game of the season, and it's senior night. There's a lot of really good young men who kind of touched us all, you know, like Oscar Bradburn, who was proudly wearing his Virginia Tech gear for his interviews, who probably, I mean, he might get a look in the pros. He might go to Canada to punt. There's a lot of punting in Canada, that's for sure. If you've ever watched Canadian rules football games, they punt a lot in Canadian rules football games. So where he shows up or where he ends up, 
I'm hoping that he keeps wearing that Virginia Tech gear and wherever he is, whether he's in back home in Australia or in Canada or wherever, or even back in the States playing for an NFL team, I'm hoping that he stays proud of where he was and what he did because he accomplished a lot. Divine, the four senior bowl guys, we haven't had four players invited to the senior bowl and the East-West Shrine Bowl to each in a very long time. So that's something to have pride in. Yeah, it is. Herbert got the invite to both games. Obviously, the uh, East-West isn't being played. So it was a big honor. He was He's so deserving. He actually got another nice compliment. It's not an award in, form of, in the form of hardware, but he was named Pro Football Focus's most valuable running back for college football this year. I thought that was pretty cool. PFF isn't the be-all, end-all, but it's still a pretty nice honor for a very deserving player. So get, getting him there in that senior bowl, I'm happy for him. He came here. It couldn't have worked out better for him for his future when he came here, got to take over, got got more eyes on his game, and then he got to play Clemson. And his performance against Clemson really opened some eyes for the NFL evaluators, so good for him getting there. And, and Diablo, I'm happy to see Diablo getting that chance. Here's another guy who's a good player. He's had trouble in the past staying healthy, but I, I do think Diablo can play at the next level, and he'll make a good player for somebody in those middle to late rounds there for, for safety. Yeah, he'll be a good grab for somebody looking for a strong safety who's got a good head on his shoulders. And I see Divine Diablo showing up in the coaching ranks in 10 years. He, he's, I think he's that good. I think he understands the game that well. You're going to see him coaching defensive backfield somewhere. Well, I definitely see Ashby coaching soon because he doesn't really – this doesn't meant to knock on the kid, but he doesn't really have an NFL future with his size and speed, knowing how the game is played now, more of a passing league. But he's been a good player for Virginia Tech, taking a step back this year a little bit, but the defense as a whole is taking a big step back, and it's not all on him. So it's good to see him getting honored. And I still don't know what his plans are for next year. He hasn't said he may come back and use that extra eligibility, which, which I hope he does. And I know Bradburn and Justice Reed have all both said they won't be coming back. So, and Herbert's definitely not coming back either. So, just some of those guys making decisions known this week. Yeah, we all have to realize that most of these kids, and they're in the kid part, the young adult male part, when that separates and the choice is made, okay, is this my last football game? Is this a senior day, my last football game, or am I going on? Most of these young men are going to realize that senior day is it. Some of them will keep pegging at it for a while and keep trying. But for the most part, they'll hold their head up. They'll shake hands with everybody, big hugs all around, nucks, that kind of stuff. And they'll walk off the field. It's like, I don't know if you felt that way when you walked off your senior day. for. And I, I had three seniors and walked out with my three high school seniors, one in football, one in band, and one on the dance team. And all three of them knew that they weren't going to be going on. Well, actually, the band guy, my tuba player, ended up playing one year in CNU's marching band. But it wasn't a sad thing. It was actually a happy thing. And I'm hoping that the kids that have decided to be young men and go on with their careers and go on with their lives doing other things or coaching, that's one thing we got to say is Virginia Tech, we might not have a ton of players on the football field, but we got a lot of young men and now older men who are really fine coaches. And that's a testament to old Frank Beamer's regime. And, and to a certain extent, you're going to see that this particular group is going to show up too. So more power to them for taking a decision. And believe me, after getting beat up and stuff and 
I knew Joshua when they finally hung it up and and he played his senior game and earned his letter and threw the block that the running backs that run off his butt and scored the only touchdown against Sharando the whole year. That, that was a pride moment. That's the kind of thing that I want to see here. That's a personal thing for my son, who would probably smack me in the head if he knew it. But that kind of thing is what I'm hoping to see on Saturday. That final pride that says we aren't going down this time. So when we get back from commercial break, we'll talk about some of the other kind of issues that are bubbling along, you know, and go a little bit into the specifics on who we're facing against UVA. I mean, this was the first part was kind of a a heartfelt, we love you guys. We're griping and carping, but it's not you. And we want to see them do well on Saturday. So we'll be right back after this commercial break. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Gobbler Country, Sauk and Turkey. Before the break, we were discussing Virginia Tech's Commonwealth Cup clash with Virginia this weekend in Blacksburg. And I want to use this final segment here to, to discuss what we're going to see from UVA this weekend and the Hokies as well. And one player I want to focus on for Virginia is quarterback Brennan Armstrong. He's a sophomore from Ohio. Last year, much was made about Virginia and quarterback Bryce Perkins, who was their offense. They had some other good players around, like Joe Reed and those players. Can't discount that. But Armstrong was looked at, I think, early in the season as, well, he's not as good as Perkins, which he wasn't. But the last several weeks, Armstrong's come on strong. Last week in the win over Boston College, Armstrong ran for 130 yards in a score. He passed for 287 yards. Outstanding. He's getting better every week. And we know some of the issues we've had with running quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence ran for two touchdowns last week as well. So Armstrong presents a challenge this week, John. Yeah, he does. He's a lefty. And that means the entire offense moves in the other direction. As far as the lateral movement, shifting, So all of the drags are going to go to the other side. All of the quick flips are going to go to the wrong side. All of those rollouts where you want the quarterback to have a good, strong throw so he's rolling into his arm side. A left-hander is going to be completely different because they're going to be rolling off to the left side of their formation and to the right side of the defense. So that means our defense is going to have to make some serious adjustments with their rush patterns and blitzes. Their coverage is going to end up being different. And I think that's probably one reason why Armstrong, although he's a pretty big, strong young man, he's got some capability. He's their leading rusher. I think, and in a lot of respects, that's one reason why Michael Vick got away with what he got away with is teams were used to right-handed quarterbacks. You get a left-handed quarterback that's physically talented, and you suddenly put yourself behind a power curve because your defense is is aligned in a range to handle right-handed quarterbacks. Now you have to flip everything, and sometimes flipping things doesn't work very well. UVA, we mentioned earlier, have won four games in a row. They started the season at one and four, and it looked really bad. And most of that was attributed to losing Bryce Perkins and what everybody thought. But their defense hasn't been the same this year, and they they lost a couple of good players from last year's defense. And then this year, their best player was linebacker Charles Snowden, who's a really good player. He'll be in the NFL next year. Snowden got hurt. He's out. So their defense is even taking a further step back after the loss of Snowden. So I don't know who's going to play quarterback for the Hokies this weekend. Anyone's guess is is good on that one. We'll know more when the game starts. But UVA's defense is not what it was in previous last couple of years, even though the Hokies had a lot of success last year against their defense. It's not, not even as good this year. So I don't think moving the ball will be a problem. I like to get, like I said before, we talked about earlier in the week, I actually liked our game plan heading into Clemson. We just didn't execute it well, especially as the game wore on. But 
as far as Armstrong goes, it's no coincidence that they were one and four and he was split in time with Stone. I think he may have been hurt, Armstrong, at the time. But since he's kind of taken over the job when that upset went over North Carolina when they won 44 to 41, he's taken off with their offense. And it's no coincidence they won four straight games. I think we got our hands full with Armstrong and two more years of eligibility. He's going to be a really good player. Yeah, unfortunately, I completely and totally agree with you. No, he's not Bryce Perkins, but that's actually a good thing for UVA because that means that Mendenhall's going to have to bring along other supporting players, get them up to speed, and that's going to make that offense even stronger. You also have that he's going to, he is, and he's known as kind of a defensive coach. So his defense is going to have to get better. This is going to be either A, our defense is going to catch and figure out how to get these guys stopped. And it's going to be a low level back and forth, or it's going to be a straight shootout. But as we've said before, if the fire doesn't get lit under our offense, it's going to be a problem because even against a mediocre defense, if our offense is sputtering and way too predictable, they're going to be able to stop us. So yeah, if if they could come out with last week's game plan to start out, I would appreciate that a lot. Virginia's offense in the four-game winning streak, they've scored 44, 31, 55, and 43 points, which is very impressive. Last week, they beat Boston College. So this is a team that's that's on a roll. They're hot offensively. So it's, it's a good group, and the defense better be ready. But I'm, I know Justin Hamilton caught a pretty good game last week. I was very impressed by, by Coach Hamilton because there's a lot of pressure on him facing a team like Clemson. And Trevor Lawrence was only 12 of 22 passing the football, so ETN didn't have a huge game either. So I thought they did some really good things there. And defense was just flat out worn out late in the game after they weren't getting any help from the offense in the second half. No. This week, I, I hope Hamilton comes out with another good game plan, and, and I've got confidence he will because he had a good game plan against Miami, too. He kind of threw out that clunker against Pittsburgh out but in the past several weeks. I think that's been more of the outlier. So hopefully we'll get a good game from the defense, but I'm a little concerned with the offense. I Honestly, I think Burmeister should be the guy starting this week. I think it's the way to go. I think he'll give UVA the most trouble. I, I don't know what the status is with Hooker, but I, I don't even know if I'd play him this week. It seems like he's beat up a little bit, so – it may just be best if we go with Burmeister. Yeah, I agree with you. And from what I can see, it looks like Burmeister might be back next year. So he might be hanging around. Yeah, if I was him, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with the coaching staff, whether it be a new head coach, a new offense coordinator. We have no idea. We know that things are up in the air, whatever could happen. I don't know. But if you're Burmeister, there's no guarantee Hooker's a starting quarterback next year. So why would you not come back to compete? Yeah, this was a freebie year. When he was playing, he looked really good, and he broke his toes. So it wasn't like he came out because of bad performances. He literally injured himself badly enough that he got taken out of circulation. I think we, he went to the bench in that North Carolina game, and there's no question that, that Hooker's the better player overall. I think if Hooker's operating at a high level, it's, to me it's a no contest. Hooker has to be playing, but... Hooker's yeah. kind of progressed over the past several weeks for various reasons. But I think at this point with Burmeister, Burmeister doesn't hurt you. He, he's not like anytime he's been out there playing, he hasn't embarrassed us. He's limited somewhat in the passing game, but he can make plays with his arm. He made a beautiful throw to Tavion Robinson to set up that first touchdown last week. And he is super quick. He may not have the speed of Hendon. and definitely doesn't have the power of Hendon, but with his quickness, he's an asset in the running game. Yeah. So at this point, I'm not going to argue with the two and a half point spread. 
I couldn't tell you whether the wise guys are good, bad, or indifferent as far as the pluses and minuses. I think the over and under is could very much be in the 60s, maybe even as high as the 80s. It's going to really depend on it could be an offensive shootout. But this is the last thing we need to cover before this. Let's everybody park the smoke and the fire. Everybody get off the boo bird list and the fire bird list and everything else for right now. What's going to happen is going to happen. We will probably start seeing something within a few days or a week of the end of the season. So Saturday, win or lose, then the next week is probably when things are going to move or not move. And do not be surprised if nothing happens. Don't be surprised if nothing happens. It's just that seems to be the way things are shaking right now. But nobody's got anything solid and everybody's buttoned up tighter than a drum. So, you know what? Let's just relax. Let's enjoy this game. It's the biggest game, obviously, usually the biggest game of the year, unless the Hokies are contending for an ACC title. The Virginia games always circle. Let's enjoy that this week. And there's going to be plenty of time to talk about potential changes starting on Sunday. So let's just focus on the game for the rest of the week. Yep. We're all in agreement. Go Hokies. Beat the Wahoos. That's right. Go Hokies.